The Winefellers comes to you from the lavish WHUP studios in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Listen to us also on WPVM Asheville, WCOM Carborough, and WRLY Raleigh. Support for The Winefellers comes in part from the award-winning Yesterday and Today Frame Shop, framing yesterday's memories and today's treasures since 1974 and located in Boone Square in Hillsboro. Poor catering. Additional support comes. Provides core catering. The triangle with local growers and producers. Fresh brings you seasonal menus, it does. Corecaterer.com visit you. To the core, good. This week's Winefellers is brought to you by The Stool Stool, improving your bathroom posture since 2015. The Stool Stool, we're number two. Your business name here, proudly serving Hillsborough since Sight Year here, your business name here, and Cody's Laboratory Animals. Just say Winefellers and receive 10% off your next order of live hamsters and rabbits. Test with the best using Cody's Laboratory Animals. Welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are The Wine This episode should truly be the most incredible wine fellers ever. Stay tuned as we discover what are the five stinkiest foods in the world. And as an extra special surprise bonus, we happen to have in the studio right now what is considered to be hands down the world's number one stinkiest food. In fact, this food has been best described as smelling like a National Park bathroom with cans of old wet dog food dumped inside. And, of course, we will pair this delicious feast with a beautiful wine. So you won't want to miss this. But that's during the second half of our show. And during the first half, we will conduct a wonderful wine tasting. And then it's time for an all-new wine news. All this and some more ill-considered Winefellers song exclusives 
right here on a rancid yet savory episode of The Wine Fellers. But first, what wine are we drinking today, Mark? Hey, Joe. Oh, Mr. Mark. It's so glad to be back with you in the studio this fine day. Uh, it's uh, This is probably the highlight of my day. It is the highlight of my day as well. <laughs> right and before. This is, this is so exciting. Uh, if you've never listened to the Wine Fellers before, we do some interesting uh, <laughs> interesting bits um, in the name of food, in the name of wine, and promoting knowledge and so forth. And today will be no different because we're going to learn some really interesting things about stinky foods around the world. You're going to learn something. You're going to sure. learn something. So, uh, before we start that, we have two sponsors. I caught that. And we have a new sponsor. Uh, this week we have a new sponsor. The name is Core Catering. Uh, we're really excited to have them on the show. Uh, Core Catering is a unique catering company serving the Triangle community. They are known for their creative menus, inspired cuisine, and personalized approach. Uh, contact the Core Catering Kitchen at 919-525-0202, extension 1. That's 6202, Mark. 6202, excuse me. The Core Catering Office at 919-525-6202, extension 1. Or the Core Catering Director of Events at 919-525-6202, extension 1. So the same number for all. That's right. Gotcha. But they make us say it. And we do. <laughs> also, like last week, today's wine pairing is brought to you by Numero Uno Nacho. Yeah! Now you can eat all of your favorite dishes on a nacho. We're Nacho Normal Nacho at Numero Uno Nachos, lo- located inside Quality Mart number 3 on Highway 70. You will get through that That's, without stumbling one of these days. It's difficult. But, uh, but delicious. But delicious, just the same. <laughs> so today, um, and if you're uh, just joining uh, the wine fellers, <laughs> oh uh, we uh, blew through our wine budget. With first, what was it again? I think we were drinking an Opus One, and uh, <laughs> which was a beautiful wine, but we didn't okay. realize that How? that was the budget for the entire uh, year. We thought yeah. that was the budget for the episode. So we blew through that budget, and now we are on to cheap wine, because that is all we can afford. So what can we do? So, uh, so this week, uh, instead of having something— It all works. Yeah. And, and this week, instead of something having something nice, uh, like a beautiful Caber- uh, Napa Valley Cabernet or yes. a beautiful Burgundy— What do we have? Today, we have a 2009 Innocent Bystander Moscato <laughs> from Australia. Fantastic. Yeah. So Moscato is a wine typically from Italy— now, congratulations, you've learned something. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. It's an aperitif, it's sweet, low in alcohol, incredibly easy to drink, also known as a dessert wine. Uh, <laughs> Moscato often has a slight fizz and flavors of nectarine, peach, and orange that are very pleasing to your taste buds. Um, unfortunately, this wine is not very pleasing to my taste buds. <laughs> I don't know, Mark. I think that as you were explaining that Moscato, this Moscato, or right. Moscato in general, yeah. can ha- uh, have a slight fizz and can favor, uh, can have the flavors of nectarine, peach, orange, or any other things at hand when making prison wine. Well, right. So what do, you, what do you think? Let's, let's try it. Let's try something. <clears throat> what do you think about this? All right. Here we go. <sighs> wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, 
ch- a child's uh, uh, fruit drink cocktail comes to yeah, mind. Yeah, it's really, really sweet. Um, Incredibly. Like, just It's too sweet. It's too sweet. Extra sweet cough syrup for children, basically. <laughs> it's like... Sh- it's like uh, all of the cough syrup, none of the codeine. Yeah, all the... Co- right. All, <laughs> <laughs> everything you don't want on cough syrup. <laughs> and more. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, it's like drinking simple syrup that's... Uh, there, this one has a little bit of grape flavor to it. I do taste some grape in there. But look, this is all we can afford. Um, it is it is a little bit carbonated, which yes. is nice. There's that fizz you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's a little fizzy. <laughs> we're both coughing. That after uh, kind of uh, it kind of offsets the sweetness a little bit. Um, that's probably the best thing I can say about it. But if you are playing along at home, open up yours. Uh, so later, I'm just going to go ahead and, and let's, uh, just, let's just get this over with. But I need later, to drink a little more here. We will pair this wine with Sir Stroming. What is Sir Stroming, you ask? Yes, I do Sir Stroming ask. is fermented Baltic sea herring <laughs> and is widely considered to be the smelliest food in the world. Oh, boy. In fact, the famous chef, Keith <laughs> Floyd, called it disgusting beyond description. <laughs> People often ask me what is the most repulsive thing I've ever eaten. Now I know the answer. <laughs> Interestingly, an attempt to introduce the dish to Americans during the 1930s was aborted when customs <laughs> officials in New York opened a can and thought they were victims of a gas attack. <laughs> this is true. They declared the substance, quote, unfit as food, quote. Oh, and the, the poor uh, immigrant that must have just brought that over with him yes. from whichever country he was from. Sweden. Sweden. And not only, uh, I mean, I'm sure that, that he was immediately put on a boat back home. So later on, we're going to talk about the five stinkiest foods in the world. And I'm actually... So when we get to number one, it's not going to be a true huge surprise, but it's this food, some stroming. How do you pronounce it? Some stroming. And uh, I'm actually a little nervous. I am already a little queasy here, Mark. I'm just a little nervous. I haven't smelled it yet. I, I ha- I, neither have I. So we're going to, um, because we've watched, actually watched YouTube we, videos we, of people eating this food. We're, we're going to do something, again, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but we're going to do something interesting later. Because of these videos we watched, yeah, we concluded yeah. that if we opened this can in the studio, in the studio yeah. what would happen? Well, I <laughs> first of all, I think in such an enclosed place, I think we'd both become violently ill. <laughs> Immediately. And Immediately. People are overtaken with uncontrollable vomiting. But, I, you know, we don't know if this is true or not. I mean, we... We're watching videos, and we don't know if people are overplaying it. We don't know if it's sure. I mean, it's food. How could it be that you, bad? You find some people uh, on YouTube who are, who are able to eat this stuff, able to eat it but they look it. a little uncomfortable. They look a little peaky. Like they might be really good yeah. at 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 you know entering that peaceful Zen-like state of being. But then you find people who just become ill immediately and we're, you hear them opening the it's a in a can yeah. under pressure right when you open it you hear that the gas escape <laughs> right and immediately and everyone in the room starts throwing up it's almost like it's impossibly fast at permeating yeah, the i room. don't know if it could be that bad so but we're gonna do this <laughs> we're gonna find out we're gonna find out and uh because we we have a hunch that if we did this in the studio that our right that these our uh, our studio manager might be upset well he is the first show in the morning the next morning the next morning he might 
<laughs> have a problem with he this. would i'm almost con- oh, if it is if, fairly easy going <laughs> i think that i think he'd be prying with it but just in case we are going to um we're gonna this, we're, we're gonna do a remote <laughs> we're gonna walk outside in a remote uh that's right mike that we're, we have set up well we're gonna call in okay you well, make it sound so fancy. we're gonna call in on our phone <laughs> we're gonna call yeah. our own show yeah we're gonna take uh mark has has brought um uh a uh i guess it's just basically a vomit bucket yeah let's call it that yep cleaning supplies gloves face masks because um and we'll go over the the uh the dangers of it later but we're gonna go down there with all this gear out to the street out to the street i mean like the alley really we can't we cannot open this out on the street i think it would cause public pandemic yeah we're gonna go to the public we're gonna go to the alley behind the studio (laughs) (laughs) oh this isn't gonna be a problem at all well the the, the cop's gonna roll by he's gonna look down the alley and see two grown men just hunkering over a bunch of cleaning products and can (laughs) can openers forks and we'll be uncontrollably vomiting. Well, that's not what I'm worried about. What I'm worried about is last time we looked out the window, there was a guy playing his acoustic (laughs) guitar. Now. On the public bench right there. I know. I'm sure he'll be just. If he's down there. We'll warn him. We'll warn him. Okay. You are listening to the Weinfellers on WHUP. Now playing is the new hit song, Dundee, a Weinfellers Kabbalah Cowboy song creation. And if your small town in Scotland is in need of its own theme song, let us write a song for you. Don't go nowhere. The Wine News is coming up next. downcast You know I traveled every road to every town I suppose but if there's one place I can't find it's the past If suddenly I've disappeared nothing to be feared I'm going back to Dundee by the North Sea If suddenly I can't be found, no I'm safe, safe and sound, in the west end of Dundee. I've disappeared, nothing 
can't be found No, I'm safe, safe and sound In the West End of Dundee If suddenly I've disappeared Can't be found, no I'm safe, safe and sound in the West End of Dundee. If suddenly I've disappeared, nothing to be feared, I'm going back to Dundee by the North Sea. If suddenly I can't be found, no I'm safe. Safe and sound in the West End of Dundee. Welcome to North Carolina's only fine wine newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. This week on the Wine Fellers News. Own a restaurant but find serving meat to be too expensive? Consider roadkill. In a pizzeria and need a clean place to change your baby's diaper? Consider an unused pizza box. Need to stir your soup but don't have a long enough spoon? Consider using your arms right here on the news. The news. <laughs> You know, before I start the news, I need to say that um, this last song we we played is called Dundee. And if you've uh, a fan, if you're a fan of the show, you know that we write our own music for our show. That's right. Part of it is we like to write music, and also part of it is that we can um, record, we can keep our shows on forever because we're not we're only playing our own music and not anybody else's. That's music. right. Well, a lot of people don't know if you play. Uh, I guess music under copyright right. on your radio show. The fair use allows you to keep it up for a couple weeks, right? But then it's got to go down, right? But we can always be up. That's right, and free you now. So then that way we and can make music and make music, and that way we can instead of having good songs for two weeks at a time, we can have mediocre songs for forever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe we should reconsider. Maybe this we should reconsider. So we wrote a song called Dundee. That's the last song you heard, and uh, we were contacted about a week ago by uh, <laughs> the Evening Telegraph, which is, I believe, the third most popular newspaper <laughs> in Dundee. Wine had nothing to do with any of this, no, by the way. It's just they heard the song and they want and they did a story on us making the song because we actually <laughs> made a did. we made a music video. They must have a Google News alert when anyone posts anything about Dundee in the world. Which their is tourism board like once a month. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Dundee, Scotland. Uh huh. And, and we're we're on there, right? And yeah, and so we. Um, we uh, we made a we made a, we made a music video about the song and that you know it was a good music video. It took us about 10, 15 minutes, minutes to make, <laughs> and uh, they caught wind of it. And then they started at, and they wanted to know about the song and started asking us all these questions. 
Well, they asked you the questions. They asked I, st- I've never been there. You've never been there. <laughs> and I told them I had. <laughs> and that's the song. Oh. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah! Hey, so I love the the requests that will come in. Ha, can have you guys ever been to this obscure city? And can you write us a song? Well, what does being there have anything to do with it? Right. We just you know, if you want us to write a song, we'll write you a song. <laughs> I don't care where it is. <laughs> that's you know, <laughs> that's the business we're in. <laughs> so okay, the first news story. Yeah. In a t- and we're, what we're talking about these news stories here is the worst true health inspector stories that are out there. These are on our theme today. This is on our theme. This is our brought theme. to you by Core Catering, uh-huh. and we're really excited to have them. Uh, it's kind of a celebratory a show, celebratory of food. And <coughs> Absolutely. This the, and this is the worst true health inspector stories. Okay, the first one: in a Chinese restaurant, a health inspector found something leaking from the ceiling. That, li- no reason for concern there. No re- he lifted the ceiling tile and shined a flashlight and saw multiple eyes staring back at him. <laughs> it was chickens. Uh, they were raising chickens in the ceiling, and chicken poop was dripping continuously no. onto the food. So that was one true story no. of uh, health inspectors. Uh, yeah. What? Chickens inside of the dropped ceiling. Yes. That's disgusting. And so that was a tr- these are true stories. I believe it. Yes. Everything on our show is true. true story. It's all well, true news, should, especially on the news segment. But we should probably say, I mean, <laughs> you would <laughs> never get this. I mean, this would never happen to you at Numero Nacho. This would never happen to you at Cor- these are Cor- Catering. This is, these or, are, or at the Frame Shop, the frame for that shop. matter. These are fine establishments. These are just stories that we're doing. I mean, so it has nothing to do with each other. We need to food related. It's just food related. <clears throat> okay. The next... Um, Inspector story. Yes. Is inspector walked out the back to find a man stirring a huge pot of curry (laughs) with his arm. (laughs) No spoon or anything, just up to his hairy elbows (laughs) in curry. (laughs) This is all true. Stories taken from around the country. And these are, you know, and, and you know, these restaurants didn't necessarily close because of this, but they were probably put on notice until they cleaned up their act. And, and probably weren't allowed to serve that one pot of soup. <laughs> we, yeah, well, maybe got a warning. Don't, <laughs> you can serve this one, but don't. If I catch you one doing more time, this again. stirring the curry with your arms, <laughs> we'll <laughs> let this one slide. Yeah. All right. It. I know. don't do it again you know and sometimes i've been to restaurants where i feel like they've been a little lenient on their you know sanitary practices yeah on their ratings oh well it's funny i know a little something about this do you you're better our listeners are about to learn something else what's that if you look at you know, when you look at a grading scale in a classroom, just like a food cleanliness rating, you get your, your A's, your B's, your C's, you would think that it would follow a pretty normal distribution curve. Right. Right? But what mm-hmm. you find in restaurant ratings right. is if you plot them all out, mm-hmm. right at 90, 90 points, which is an A, yeah. it's like an unusual Drop spike. Up. I mean, no, just... yeah. Just 
Right there. All, like 90% of restaurants get an get a 90 exactly and to, to me that's probably the worst score you can get because if you're going to a restaurant that has a 90 basically what they're telling you is that yeah it's a b but we're gonna we don't feel like being mean and we're just gonna let it slide that's exactly what's going on so, the, the guy who put his arm in the soup probably got a 90 probably got a 90 now if you find a restaurant that has an 88 <laughs> you know, oh my gosh that's terrible well, I'd, 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 that's almost, happened to I, me before. I almost wonder would would you rather eat at an, a restaurant that has an 88 or one that has a 90, Mark? Almost an 88. <laughs> then you know. And maybe they're on their best behavior because they're trying to get back to an A, you know? <laughs> and my wife and I have done that. We've been to at least one restaurant recently that I can recall that we were sat down and we were almost done with our meal. And then one of us looked over and happened to catch the <laughs> restaurant rating, which was like an 87, 86. It was really low. And then we just felt all of a sudden started sweating. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I'm not feeling so hot. Yeah. Immediately. It's amazing how that can, you know, influence it is. your Okay. So a, this is the next true uh inspector story. Gotcha. A truck full of lobsters was traveling down the highway and crashed. Oh. The police came and eventually towed the truck. The load was a total loss since there were literally lobsters scattered across the highway, covered in dirt, sand, etc. Fast forward twenty four hours. And one of the restaurants in town ran a special. No. Twin Lobsters for $19.99. Apparently, the owner of the trucking towing company knew a restaurant owner pretty well. (laughs) So they made a deal whereby the restaurant would pay a very discounted price for the road lobsters. (laughs) The restaurant would turn around and illegally serve the lobsters to unsuspecting customers. I don't know, man. Oh, yeah, this may be true, but what is the harm in serving a lobster once it's been on a roadway? They've been at the bottom of the ocean eating fish excrement, Yeah. right? And now all of a sudden if it's on... On a DOT-approved roadway, yeah, then it's well, oh, this is gone. This is bad now. Yeah, I don't think it's going to hurt you because I think lobsters you boil anyways, and, right? And, and they're alive. It's not like you dropped a, a a T-bone steak on the interstate. Yeah, and you're not like picking it up and brushing off the grit. No. This is a living animal. It's living, and presumably for cooking the ones that are still alive. I it's think, probably okay. I think it's perfectly fine. I think I think it would have been. Terrible, a terrible waste of sea life to have not cooked and eaten those lobsters. I agree. I think the wrong thing to do would actually to throw them away. So I think this, you know, it's too bad. Throw them away in the ocean, for example. (laughs) I guess you could have done that, (laughs) but you know, they it might have happened in Kansas. So, so, but after, unfortunately, after this was all discovered, the restaurant closed down shortly after. Too bad. I think so. They were trying to do the right thing. So next, true food inspector stories for the news. Mm-hmm. An inspector discovered that a restaurant had repainted the floor with non-slip paint hmm. and literally painted over a dead rat, sealing it in there <laughs> in the middle of the kitchen. You're kidding. That's a true story. Like a dead rat, probably under some like a freezer for three years where it's just left... A flat, completely flattened, mummified corpse. I slept on a on a mouse like that for years. What in a uh, in the band house in Greensboro? You slept on a mouse. I, I was living uh, in the in the um, uh, on the couch. 
Yeah. And uh, I'd been there for two, three years at this point. Right. And finally, uh, I think I was looking for some change to buy my breakfast that day and digging under the couch cushions <laughs> found the completely flat dehydrated <laughs> mummy of a ra- of, it was a mouse I, th- I keep telling myself it was a mouse a really big mouse All right but uh and i'm like oh i have been l- very likely sleeping on top of this for years why do you think it didn't de- decompose well i th- i think you know in it was indoors so you've got the air conditioner on, and it's a pretty dry, relatively dry climate. So just like uh, that can occur. And right. so uh, <laughs> I can understand how something that flat, never thought an animal could get so flat. Really? But I can see how you would paint right over it. <laughs> If you weren't looking, it's there forever. It's kind of funny. <laughs> so um, you know, it's, yeah, it's probably safe at that point because it's covered in paint. So it's, it's sanitary. It's at sanitary. That point. Hopefully, they didn't make them remove it. <laughs> so the next story: a pizzeria that was so dirty that the owner's wife regularly changed their baby because it was so dirty inside a clean pizza box. Okay. And then there's your pizza. Box. <laughs> Oh, and then they reused the pizza box. Well, nothing wrong with the pizza box. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it's maybe on the outside of the box. Mm, I think they opened it and they used it as to, you know. And uh, the the inspector walked in. Yeah, so yeah. And there they are holding the feet up. Wiping the bottom on a pizza box. On a pizza box. Because and because, then I, and then of course the inspector, you gonna use that box? Well, wh- why are you doing that? And they're saying, well, because the pizza, our pizzeria is too dirty <laughs> to put them anywhere else. And These we, are literally the only clean things. Because it's true. Because once you open up, when the boxes are probably clean inside, are pizzerias inherently gross? <laughs> I'm just wondering. On the next yeah. wine, <laughs> I'm curious. I don't know. I, I don't. We think should so. go around and, and ask them, Mark. Yes, we will <laughs> go around and ask them live. We're going to go around ask a bunch of burly Italian guys if their restaurant is disgusting. That will be on our next show. You are listening to the Wine Fellers on WHUP. Now playing is the new hit song "Spring Again," a Wine Fellers Kabbalah Cowboy song creation. And if your favorite season is in need of its own theme song, let us write a song for you. Don't go nowhere. It's time for the stinkiest foods in the world. Coming up next.
stinkiest foods in the world and when we get to number one we are actually going to try the stinkiest food in the world the number one the number one stinkiest stinkiest food food in the world the stinkiest food in the world would be at number two (laughs) 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 i just came up with that mark you like that (laughs) all right so number five is called loot fisk 
Okay, what's that? That's a favorite among Norwegian Americans in the Mideast. Uh, Lute fisk is made by reconstituting dried cod and lye for several days and then mm. baking or boiling the fish down to a gelatinous mash. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds five. pretty bad. <clears throat> now, Mark, I'm finding myself clearing my throat a lot I'm getting and nervous. a little gaggy I'm just feeling every time. I really am feeling nervous. And you are really, this going over number five, four, three, and two. I know. Is now I'm really start my getting heart's, me a little. <laughs> my heart's palpitating. I'm really, yeah, I'm really nervous about this because I just, you know, after those videos, I saw people not being able to hold their cookies, but we'll do our best. Number four, stinky tofu. Uh, the name says it all in this fermented tofu dish. I've heard about this. A popular street food throughout China, often served deep fried. The stench is decidedly rotten, but when well prepared, the effect is light, airy, and surprisingly gentle. I think so. <laughs> I mean, or else why would anyone eat it, Mark? Have you had it? No, but okay. no one would eat these things unless you can prepare them in a way right. that is palatable. Well, number three is View Balone. Um, no, this I have not heard of. In 2004, of. a panel of expert olfactory researchers from the UK <laughs> deemed this soft, creamy cheese the stinkiest in the world. Its aroma is often compared to rot or dung. <laughs> number two is durian. This is number two most stinkiest food in the world. Uh. The Southeast Asian fruit is often used in smoothies or as the stuffing in sweet buns. The fruit is reviled and is, compar <laughs> is compared to the smell of completely rotten, mushy onions. <laughs> and the number one yeah. most terrible, smelly food uh. that exists that people really do eat yeah. is surstrumming which we'll be eating today. Sir Strumming, this is sour fermented herring. Yes. It is considered to be so noxious that even Sweden's official government website refers to it as having a pungent smell of rotting fish. <laughs> the site also recommends that you wash the herring before serving it and warns that the tin should be opened outdoors, but its contents are best eaten indoors as the smell attracts <laughs> flies. Now, we... Are we are <laughs> opening it outdoors? Yes, but we are not rinsing this. No, it just seemed like maybe an unnecessary step. Unnecessary but step. with the official government of Sweden saying that it must be, it should be rinsed. I'm starting to question our decision. Mark. Oh, what do the Swedes know? <laughs> so most people say that this food will be much worse than anticipated. We'll see. We'll see, because if it's, it's a food. I mean, we'll back in see. We'll see. So they say when you open it, it's first you smell ammonia. I can't believe you. But then after ammonia, which you'll smell after that clears, <laughs> will be more of a feces smell at first, then no. hints of sulfur. And then that <laughs> then should be an overwhelming death smell. That, <laughs> that and a smell of a fishing dock. This is how it's described. It ends with the uh, fading smell <laughs> of a fishing that's, dock. That's the finish. Oh, gosh. <laughs> there, so many people who eat this experience involuntary gagging. Which we've um, seen. Which we've seen, but some people are able to keep it together and some people aren't. But the contents inside the can should look correct. Just a sludge of rotten fish and brine. Oh. According to one food critic, this by by far the worst thing a human can ever eat. In fact, he had accidentally eaten dog poop before, and this is supposedly much, much worse. So, how are we going to do this, Joe? What we uh, what we've de uh, have decided here, uh, Mark and I have decided, like we said, we cannot do this in the studio. 
right? And so the plan is Mark is going to take off his uh, headphones. He's going to step away from the microphone. He is um, uh, going to uh, go out into the other room. And Mark, I'm actually going to have you call me, okay? So uh, Mark is uh, giving us a call here at the moment. And let me just grab the studio phone. All right, we're waiting on here. The, the, it's flashing. Um, I am going to get Mark on the phone here. We've never done this before. Um, and uh, let's see here. Let's get Marcus on the right. air. Mark, are you there? Yes, I am. So this is, our little remote is working. This is great. So you're going to follow me outside. This is good. Now, hold on. Let me, Mark, um, I see you. You're in the other room. You've got our uh, gear, which we'll go over here in a moment. Uh, but let's just, uh, for just for a second, let's uh, give me a microphone check, Mark, so I can make sure that they'll be able to hear us. Okay. Well, uh, right now I'm walking down the stairs. Now, go ahead and put it on speaker for me so we can go ahead and make sure that, that we're, on, we're good. Yeah, I'm on speakerphone right now. So Perfect, Mark. Good. I think uh, the levels here look good, Mark. So if you want to explain where you're going, what you're carrying to the listeners, I'm going to step away from the mic and I will join you down there for the Sur Sturstroming. Well, right now I'm walking down to the alleyway. And I, so uh, trying to get away from people. And then uh, um, uh, we're uh, uh, on the alley next to the studio, and I have the Sustroming in a bag. And I have uh, all the gear that I need. We have paper towels. We have, um, we have some gloves I'm going to put on. I have a can opener. And uh, the contents is under pressure, so we have to worry about that. Um, so I think we're all set for everything we need. So, <laughs> there's, a, there's actually people out here right now. Well, they're leaving. Okay. Okay. So okay. you're going to hold the phone. Uh, Mark, I have your phone. And, and you're putting on your, uh, your, what looks like a hazmat suit. Yeah, I'm putting on a hazmat suit. You got your arms already in, uh, got your latex gloves going on. Glove. Supposedly can't get the stuff on you. Glove one and glove two. Yeah. Now you've got the what looks like you've got the scan the the can of stir stroming here stir stroming and it is it's obviously the contents are under pressure yeah. right I mean yeah. it's bulging at both ends it's a, it's a giant tuna can basically yeah you've got it in a bag you have your uh, can opener and I hope that's like a throwaway can opener Mark. Uh, well, uh, the only one my wife and I have, so I have to make it up there somehow. Okay, I guess. Uh, this, we're, we're 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 somewhat distracted because we we are seeing the people around here. We're actually worried we might cause some problems, uh, uh, some panic. Right, but we're oh, no, it's okay. It's getting us stuck. All right, now, so we're gonna open this with strumming. This is a sour fermented herring. It's considered to be so noxious uh, that even. Yeah, you've gone over all this. Okay. They know this. Well, I'm just saying. I think we <laughs> need to talk about it. All right. All right. This is supposed to be the... If you're just joining us on the wine, fellas, we're opening up. We're outside. Outside, outside the WHU. Open of the world's most stinkiest food in the world. I am wearing a suit that probably I should not be wearing right now. Okay, the can opener is going into the bag. All right. All right. And, and you're going to... I'm going to stand behind you, Mark, because right. I do not want to get blasted here with this. You're just... You puncture it. There's the... 
there's the um, the gas has escaped, and we're standing uh, near it. Um, oh boy, yeah, it's so uh, sad. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh God. What? Oh, oh, my. Oh, God. Oh, 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 Mark. That is terrible. I <laughs> Don't, don't, you need to stop doing that because it's making me gag. That's awesome. It's, uh, uh, that's really, uh, 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 Okay. God, yeah, we're good. We're good. Uh, we're good. <laughs> all we're right. Good. Um, okay. Now we. All right. We. I need to. That's pretty bad. I just need to. Oh, that's really bad. Stuff. It sticks with you, Mark. It uh, sticks in your nose. The brown liquid is is coming out of. So the okay. Wait. Let's get let's regain our composure and explain what we're seeing. All right. So a sort of foamy madness. If we just has yeah. exited your puncture hole, you barely opened it. You can be able to open it the rest of the way. <laughs> He's just joining us on the line. We're opening up the world's stinkiest food called fermented. Oh my! Fermented. Fermented Fermented fish from Sweden, uh, and it's fermented raw fish, I think. But it's uh, it uh, really, really. It's not, uh, it does smell rotten. It smells completely. It. Uh, I, there's to me, there's no description. All of the and all the phases of smell. All right, now, now, look, look, there's already flies buzzing around, Mark. All right, so, uh, uh, I think I, have to, okay. I, can't, I don't think I can get this. No, no, now that it's open and depressurized, you should take it out of the bag, you think? <laughs> all right. Because, or else it's just going to get jammed up. All right, it's in a small plastic bag. Mark is taking the can with this, uh, it's bubbling. Yeah. It is it really is bubbling. Really under pressure. It's crazy. Uh, I just keep going. You need to just keep opening it. So we're opening it now. Go now all the way. They warn you on the website. Don't get any. Oh, Oh, How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Oh my! No, there's there's a there's a smell right there. It is. Uh, um, now that it's open completely, I'm getting the full effect of all the smells you mentioned earlier, including the. I think we've almost gotten through all of them. To now we're at the smelling of smell of death phase. Yeah, we do have. Uh, Mark, we do. We we need to get on on with the listeners yeah. now, right? And I'm going to whisper this because there is some. We've got some uh, guy with a radio walking. Yeah, we don't know who this guy is. And uh, and we we look like two degenerates out here I just know. throwing up in the bushes. <laughs> so <clears throat> we better eat this. Is that the food? Can we eat it? Uh, no. 
Right. But it's not good, Mark. We right. need to we're go ahead. We need to open the, the can up. Right. We need you, you we're opening it. We need somehow pry that can right. off, lid oh, off. Now. Uh, oh, this is real. Oh, our first look. It is. Um, it looks like refried beans at the moment. Yeah, I can't see any fish in there. It's really. Did good. you bring a fork? No. Oh. <laughs> I was about how? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, oh, yeah, you got so the lens. Bad. That is so bad, Mark. Uh, uh, well, so we got to try it. Uh, um, you need to squat down and get close to it. it is, uh, it is too bad. Don't throw up in the Don't throw up in the thing. It's really bad. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, Mark. I don't know if we're going to be able to eat this. No, well, we better. Uh, All right. So, so you don't touch your phone with those gloves, man. Oh, what? It's going to turn. Oh, oh, man. It's totally going to ruin your phone. Oh, well. Got I can throw away the cover. Okay. Right. Oh, my All God, right. Mark. Oh, God. That's really bad. Right. That is really, really bad. So, you need to reach in and grab a few. So, what we're able to do is we're able to step back when we're talking. Okay, we're able to step back from uh, this thing. Step, step back from this thing. All right. Okay. So, we're able to. We're able to do this stepping, stepping away. away from it, and it's really, it's really terrible. I mean, it really smells bad. And so I'm going to try to eat. I have, I, I have, so I have a suit on, and I have these latex gloves on, and I'm going to take a piece. You want me to hold your phone, trust me. All right, all right. You're reaching in there. You've found a piece of fish mess. It's dripping. It's the stuff that they they should, should, um... Should be washed off. Oh, Are you going to eat that? I'll eat the first one. Really? Yeah, but you need to you need to put that into my and don't get any on my clothes. All right, you're all okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh dear God! It is like I'm eating the sludge out of the bottom of a dumpster. All right. <laughs> Yes. Oh God! It's all over my lips. No, Mark, take take your Oh, oh! I smell. I smell terrible. Oh, dear God! Oh my God! It's awful. It's awful. It is so awful. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, terrible. been vomiting into the ground uh, cover here. Yeah, well, uh, oh. Uh, oh, that is just, um, yes, that is, that's the worst thing I've ever eaten in my life. Kind of, that is the worst thing I've ever tried. It's terrible. It's, I smell it on my mouth I right can't now. Get rid, I can't get rid of the smell. It's, it's like the, oh. I feel like it's permeating my pores. Oh. I mean, it really is oh. absolutely terrible. Uh-huh. I can't believe this is food. That people uh-huh. eat it. <clears throat> This is like a. <laughs> you just 
episode of The Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is, is that the fun can continue online. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines, cause I'm gonna die. With a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories Love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is another day The cats are out to play, to play That old rusty spaceship wants to sail Into the Milky Way again On a river of red, red wine
lace up your dance